are the best times of our lives. These are the best times of our lives. <laughs> it's Emily and Alex reviewing the movie from 1986, Killer Party. Are you ready? I am. So, prepared. I'll read the back of. I do have the VHS box on this one, so I am reading the back. Everyone is dying for an invitation. College pranks are mixed with murder, madness, and demonic possession in this suspenseful thriller set on a university campus. Phoebe, Vivia, and Jennifer are three pretty co-eds enduring the rigors of pledging a popular sorority. The hazing is nothing compared to what's in store for them at the annual April Fool's Party in the abandoned Delta Sigma fraternity house. The cold, brooding structure has been boarded up and off-limits for two decades, ever since the death of a student gone uh, with a student and a practical joke gone awry. Sorry. But the house isn't empty and whatever is inside has been waiting for 20 years. Now it's come to a party. (laughs) Now it's time to... I, I can't read. So... Now, a time has come at a party that's going to be a real killer. There you go. Featuring Paul Bartell as Professor Zito, this blend of surprises and shocks will keep you guessing and screaming until the last guest leaves. Feet first. Feet first. I mean, what is that supposed to mean? I guess anyway. a stretcher into the ambulance or something. I don't know. Dead. <laughs> I mean, it would be more apt to say head first, but whatever true i don't know what they're saying <laughs> so so what 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 are your thoughts on, on this movie well i think this is a totally underrated movie in the sense that i'm pretty sure it had a, a super limited theatrical release and then like it had an even like worse like vhs release so like i never even heard this movie until high school and i've only met a handful of people who've even heard of it or let alone seen it um so i, I definitely think it's underrated because it actually is a pretty solid film, I think. I mean, you look back on it, and it's the it's the first movie that I've ever seen that's a movie within a movie within a music video. That was pretty mm-hmm. freaking wild. And then um, this entire movie, we think that we're in a slasher movie. I mean, we're on this academic setting. It's, if it's a slasher, it's usually in the woods or on college, it seems. So we're in this academic setting, the natures of these deaths and just the weird stuff happening. You know, and then, but as the movie goes on, we start noticing these, like, spooky light occurrences i say spooky light because it doesn't really try to it doesn't yeah, really going through her eyes yeah it's, it's very subtle um we probably paid no mind to it we might have just thought it was you know attributed to a b-movie tactics or something but then like you know once the movie's we think the movie's over then it flips us on our heels and it like turns into the evil dead or something <laughs> so i loved it um i watched this again last night because i had it had been a few years since i'd seen it um and i i don't i didn't like it as i still liked it i just didn't like it as much as when i first watched it and i think that's because every single death is cut away you don't you don't see any of the deaths happen oh, yeah. at all the mpaa um, totally robbed this movie yeah had to have and um the whole party go it's like it seems to only last for like 10 minutes where everyone dies and you're like, well, that party went fast. And like, on top of that, the girl who play uh, the Vivia character. Yeah. Oh my god, girl! I like. 
Every time I saw, every time I saw her, I was like, I wish you would die. That jester outfit is, ugh. And she can't decide if she wants, if she's like a into nerds or not. She can't decide if she's like I mean, a prude or a slut. And, because she gargles musk. Yeah, and she's just like an obnoxious. And by the like at the end, spoiler alert, when she's getting into that ambulance with the other girl, and she's like, no, I'm like. Yes, girl, you're getting in that ambulance because um, I'm pretty pissed off you didn't die. So I hope that like you're gonna be dying in this ambulance because I I really had an issue with that jester costume. I mean, I couldn't stop talking about it. I was just like, oh my god, it's just so awful. Oh, see, Vivia is actually my favorite character in the movie. Um, I just think I love her special effects skills and her love for horror. Now, I do understand, like, she's trying to figure out a way to, like, fit in. That joke is good. The head, like, her head, the model she made, whoever did the special effects for this movie and made that head model. Vivia did it. She did it herself. Well. I'm joking. (laughs) It's like, no. um, But it's it's a better, like, head cut off model than I have seen in movies that came out, you know, around the same time, like, like bigger, like Friday the 13th movies and stuff. Like I thought it was a better decapitated head than a lot of horror movies. Oh yeah. And then like, I mean, it was so good. And even though, you know, in the real life, special effects person aside in the movie that they liked it so much you know that was their only reason for accepting her into sigma alpha pi i think's the name of the sorority um but they kind of did her dirty now like i understand that she's kind of annoying um, uh, kind of is an understatement but but. i just wish that there'd been this scene because she totally doesn't fit in she's totally in the middle it feels like and i just w- <laughs> would have laughed so hard had there been this scene of her like walking along campus like by herself like just like kicking leaves <laughs> oh my god she totally needed that what that's in a movie too isn't it i mean probably but no i mean i know <laughs> I mean, <laughs> deserved this. I mean, obviously yeah. it's in a movie, but I think it's in a movie that we watched and we were we like made fun of it. Anyway, um, but so okay, so there these are some things that stood out to me when I was watching the movie. One is it was the eighties. So and I besides the music video at the beginning, their makeup in this movie is really good. They were doing contouring. And like it was it, like you could tell they have, they're not like doing all natural makeup, but like for the 80s, especially they keep it like really light and natural looking and they like have awesome contouring. I was very impressed with all of their makeup, honestly. Yeah. So like at the very beginning in the music video for that white sister band, um, April, the star of that video. I'm saying like, besides her. No, she, no, she, she's what you would expect the 80s. With exactly. the crimp hair and the the, the the heavy eyeliners and shadows. But yeah, Phoebe looked, I thought Phoebe was gorgeous. Um, and, and then. And, Gen- um, and Jennifer. Jennifer was super pretty. Like she, she looked natural, but that was the point. But I mean, yeah, they did a great job. I thought too. Like but they even, didn't do it even too much. Vivia's um, makeup is good. And like all the sisters uh, in the sorority, like even when they have to do the, you know, the red paint over their eyes. Mm-hmm. Or like the initiation it still looks like really good makeup i don't know i was just i was just shocked because usually watching 80s movies you're gonna see like this over the top blue eyeshadow and like it looks yes. ridiculous but their makeup i know like it's kind of a stupid thing to think about but i mean their makeup's really good like it looks like good makeup 
Well, and that's just another thing to the to the movie itself. Like it, it had a re- lot of really cool things, and I really think, based on you know the head, um, the uh, special effects head of Vivia, um, I think that had the MPAA not cut most of all these scenes, that we would have seen a lot more cool makeup and special effects and more natural looking <laughs> murders and stuff as well. Like I hate that they cut them all out, and you know because of all this, they they flashed all the kills in like five minutes. Like boom, and stab, of course, stab, cut, stab. Of course, you don't know if this was really because we don't, you know, this movie's not a big movie. It's not like Friday the 13th. So we really don't know if they even filmed those scenes or well, if they didn't I, I have really enough did. money. Really okay, did. okay. So yeah. they did and they just I cut them that, out. Yeah. And, um, um, and when the, the the film was originally shot, one of the uh, sources that I'd read, I mean, it could be a fake source, I don't know, but it said there had been more time that had passed between each murder, which would have given more on-screen violence and more special effects. Like, yeah, because uh, the party, just like basically just everyone's dead, and it doesn't show – it shows like – or like four of those kills but they're all cutaways they're all cutaways and then we find a lot of dead bodies it's just so but it's just yeah like they really like you see the party the nice scene is coming. really fast it does not seem like it like it's just like all of a sudden it starts and then it's over that's true so whatever the yeah. other scene that i had an issue with was the honeybee prank scene um, where the guys let oh, the, the, let the yes let, let the bees out and the girls are in the hot tub naked for some reason outside, and, but but they all have their towels on yet they start like freaking out and running away while taking their towels off. It's like what what are you? I mean, I get they I get they put that in the movie to show tits, okay? But like that, and more. everything about that pissed me off because I was like. Who I mean, I was like, I know I was one of those people, my mom, every summer, because I'm allergic to bees, don't go outside without your shoes on. What did I do? I went outside every year with my shoes off, and um, I always got stung. So, I mean, I get that. But, like, you have a towel on. Why don't you just run the fuck inside or or dunk they, under the water? They lock and the doors. Also, keep your towel on because that's yeah. less area of your body that a bee can sing you, dumbasses. Like, what yeah. are you doing? Definitely keep your towel on. It didn't make sense to run around them and like throw their towels off. But then they tried to get in the doors, and the doors were locked. They they done something to to keep. Also, the doors it locked. wasn't my girls, so I mean, like they yeah, had you- one small mason jar of of bees. It wasn't like a whole like drove of bees it was one small mason jar of bees so maybe like 10 bees and they hadn't even since my girl hadn't even come out for five more years or whatever they didn't even know the trauma of thomas jason it i mean come on now you can't see without his glasses oh my god don't Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Okay, so but I, but with the honeybees, I thought it was really clever of those two that led the prank. Well, minus you know Virgil, the, the delivery man, but the two kind of nerdy um, frat brothers. The ones that, they dress as like honeybees. And they the dressed up as bumblebees for the thing. I thought that was still funny. not as bad as the the jester outfit, but uh, that one bee, he was pretty gross. I mean, his death was pretty cool though. That was neat, but how, why is there a sewer drain in the middle of the floor? <laughs> I mean, it looked like a sewer grate. Yeah, and uh, so we move on to this everyone's dead situation, and I think Jennifer does a really, I took some still shots of her because sometimes her face is really hilarious, oh my but God. I think like, um, I'm not, I'm going to get to the hair part. Oh, Yes. But before that, like, she does, I think she does pretty well being possessed. 
she acts like I mean I'm not gonna say she's I'm never gonna Belinda Blair was fantastic. Yeah, but, I mean okay, uh, of course. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, yeah, this is not me comparing her performance. I am comparing it to Belinda Blair in the terms of creep factors, like like without like total without actual you know expensive special effects because you'll get into some of that I, you can i can already tell but she was creepy her tongue was wagging she was making these scary noises she was slashing around i mean she was scary she was scary she did and the only time that the only time she doesn't seem as scary is when she's supposedly <laughs> on the ceiling and you can tell she's not on the ceiling and they just turned the camera upside down because her hair has become completely flat not moving and like sticking up straight so you well, can see- tell it's just hair right that does that is hilarious. I love that scene, but I thought that would have somewhat scared you just because I know that you're um you're when it comes to like bodies moving weird and uh, abruptly, she, like it kind of cuts to her like kind of running at you and then it cuts back. So I just yeah. thought that, that might have freaked you out. Yeah. I thought it was more hilarious when she's riding that chandelier like a bullet of cowboy. Oh, right, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not really the type of body horror that I'm talking about when I I'm talking more about the the twitching. shaking and then like. It like is sped up a lot, like a lot more sped up than what that was. Okay, a lot it. more like Jacob's Ladder type yeah. of stuff, or that guy, or the um, this that's and I don't like this movie, but the scene in House on Haunted Hill, the remake, where he's looking into the security camera and that doctor. Oh, I hate him. He does scared. the really fast, you know, he like moves really mm-hmm. fast in that part. That that kind of thing freaks me out. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, or like. The song Tourniquet by Marilyn Manson, the movements of that um, mannequin. I got you. I know exactly. Those creep. Yeah. Those creep. I mean, basically, Mar- Marilyn Manson was good at, at making horror, like short three minute horror movies. Hell yeah. So, I mean, I would, I think, listen, if rock stars can become these horror movie directors now, why is he not one? Why I'm is he of, not? You're right. I mean, let's get rid of Rob Zombie and bring in. Marilyn Manson to do these movies. I stand that. I think he has a way better vision for stuff, honestly. I like, like that. Like, as far as, like, scary. Hey, Marilyn, I know you're listening. Um, you know what? If he did do a movie, you know what I would do? If, a quote from this movie, if I found out that Marilyn Manson was going to direct a movie, I would run through my kitchen and go, woo-woo! Oh, my God. Okay, so when you I was watching... Quote? I was watching that last night with my friend Jessica, and um, when she comes in, it's like at the very beginning. Yeah. When she comes in, she goes, woo, woo. I was like, oh, my God, me and Alex used to do that. Like, we did. We used to, d- like, it's, I, I don't know how my mom got through without thinking that we were, like, challenged and well, she probably Men, in a lot her. of mental ways. She like, probably thought about all of these things about what was going on up up in the bonus room, and she probably looked in the mirror and said, "I myself prefer a big fat cucumber." Oh my god! <laughs> I just imagine. Let me just go for That's a, a quote real for the movie. quick. I know, oh no, I know it is because oh, they have to say, they have to say it out. To, they have, well. Yeah, they have to say it out loud. And then when the guys respond to them, the sorority woman that made them say it like yells at the guys, and that was and it's like, well, what that your point? Why are you at? Why are you being rude to them just because they responded to someone screaming about a cucumber in their mouth? You know why they're doing that? Because these are the best times. Of <laughs> our lives. These are the best by times. The way, by the way, that's like banana rama light. They would have done much better. Come on now. I also want to just say these are definitely not the best times of these people's lives, and because well, they, they might play it, they play it again at the end, and it's like. Well, it really wasn't the be- they maybe at the beginning they had high hopes for their lives, but now 
they really don't think that. Yeah, so. they're they're playing it as Vivi gets launched into the thing with possessed Phoebe, and then it's like flashing ambulance lights. These are the best times. <laughs> it's like um, she's probably in there getting her soul sucked out. Hopefully, right now. she's getting murdered. But um, yeah. I mean, I was hoping that. So, um, but uh, so I'm gonna go off on a quick tangent and tell you guys kind of like what my mom had to deal with with Alex and I because that was this it brings it back to this. So these, these are just two things I'm thinking of off the top of my head. We would make my mom come upstairs and watch us recreate a five second scene from the slumber party massacre part one trailer where I just lifted a blanket off of Alex and he would sit up real fast. And we thought that we should show her that as because it was a, critical i mean we we thought we were the best yeah many times we 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 gave her no context for what we were doing we just made her come and watch us do that and i'm sure she just was like what is wrong with them like what being her inner monologue i would have loved it and then we would make her watch us listening to that song in slumber party massacre three and then sit up on the back of the couch and pretend we were having a good time on a convertible (laughs) <laughs> and then and then we would also do the woo-woo in from uh, Killer Party. We thought it was so funny when she runs in and jumps up and says, woo-woo. So we would do that in front of my mom with no context. So she probably thought it was the, a trend at the time even. I mean. Oh, who knows? I mean, we, we, I mean, we made her, like, we also made her listen to us rap, Hey, We Want Some Pussy by Two Love okay. Crew. Like, until I remember finally she was like, listen, this doesn't shock me. I just don't want to hear this song anymore. It's you've been playing it for like six months straight. I'm not, I like, I don't care. I'm just over it. (laughs) And we, she did the same thing with everybody. Get your roll on. I remember. (laughs) And I was just like, well, dang. I mean, I I would do these things thinking I'd shock her. And she was just like, I don't care. Like when I told her I was going to call like, you know, DCS, if she spanked me again, and and oh she God. was like, she she just goes fine. They'll just take you away from us, and you'll have to live in an orphanage. Is that what you want? I was like, well, no. So no, not I really. Got, so so uh, thwarted again. I can't. I can't win with this woman. I mean, it's not like she was abusing me anyway. I was just trying to threaten her. And she she'd always. I'm gonna run away. Okay, fine. I'll help you back. Where are you gonna go? Like, right. So there there's a little clip of my mom. So. Any more thoughts about um Yeah, um uh so Sorry, we went on a tangent about Becky Dunlap, but No, I was going to go through like three of my favorite kills from the movie even though we don't see a lot of them. I did want to like talk about a couple. Um okay. First of all, the you know, what's up with the old-fashioned diving costume? I mean, that's some, there's some pretty big loopholes already with that. Like who was in it? I mean, we assume it was Alan possessing somebody in that suit but like why not just keep that person possessed like how did you go from that person to jennifer like i don't understand the whole like transference of this demonic also he wasn't a he was not a demon he was a ghost so later on he says he go he he says that doesn't work on demons or something whenever um right after phoebe kills jennifer and then it hops into phoebe's body he says something about it being a demonic possession yeah but it's it's just not it doesn't make sense it, oh, yeah. it doesn't make sense because okay, this is what doesn't make Huge sense. Loopholes. Like okay, he died at this place because of a prank gone wrong. 
for some reason they've buried him in the yard of where the accident happened. Yeah, that's what when, you do. Why would you ever do that? It worked for Fido, so why not Alan? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you'd think that his parents would not want him buried where he died in a tragic accident, but whatever. And then three, so that just means he's a ghost. That's what I thought. And so, all, but all of a sudden he's a demon now. Like, right? I don't know. I think he's a fake demon. I think that he's a ghost and he just wishes he was a better ghost. He just ghost. wishes he's, I mean, like, maybe a ghost turns into a demon when you smash their headstone. I don't even know what that was about either, but. <laughs> no, it but, doesn't make any sense. Like, it doesn't just make sense. Like, And why go after Jennifer if you're already in this literal, like, steel armor, old-fashioned diving costume that's unstoppable and you're a ghosty demon? Like, why would you switch into this little girl and a... I don't know. It just made no sense. And also, she, uh, as far as I know, like she doesn't do that many kills. Does she? Her, she doesn't kill anybody. No, and she just kind of her d- demonic possession comes out in the last like fifteen minutes in the movie. It's just like for what? Um, I have a theory on why it does that. Uh, well, first of all, I have two theories. First of all, I think it does switch the the movie from like what we thought was a slasher to an actual like possessiony type movie, like, which I don't think works. I just don't think it worked very well. It, well, just because we didn't really know if it was a slasher or a ghosty thing at the beginning, because they cut out the actual kills. We they cut out the slashing. They slashed the slashing, <laughs> so we didn't really even get to accept it that way. And then. When they did the possession part, it was basically for, like, no reason. She did nothing but crawl around with stiff hairspray hair, and that's about it. Like, nothing happened. But Even when she, like, told Phoebe to kill her, and then it went into Phoebe anyway, so. And that right there, I think, while it didn't work the way that they wanted to, I think one of the things it sort of did was it switched the final girl trope. You thought that Phoebe was going to be the heroine. You sure as hell didn't think Vivia was going to be the final girl, which that's undecided or to be – no, I hope so. no, she's dead. And I hope but they switched the final girl trope. They made the heroine the villain in the last minute of the movie. I think that uh, my issue with this movie is uh, some another movie we've talked about. I feel like it. I cannot remember which one now, but um, it just. Oh, we were talking about Slumber Party Massacre one. It just doesn't. It feels like it doesn't know what kind of movie it wants to be. I think it was on purpose that they added in this demonic possession to be different than Mm -hmm. other slashers coming out at the time. But at the same time, they have a lot of comedy in this movie because of the slasher aspect. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. during, especially the, like the late eighties, they were doing a lot of that kind of stuff. And then they throw in this demonic possession and it just gets really convoluted. It's like a Ryan Murphy joint. It just adds in way too much. It's just like, there's, you're, you have too much going like on. So episode you can't. seven on a Ryan Murphy show, all of a sudden you've got ghosts, you've got vampires, you've got serial killers, you've got everything. Right. And like, yeah, like it's just and, too and much. Like I like Ryan Murphy, but like he, his whole thing with like having seventy five plot twists. Like, no, I, I need you to do just like one thing that's not going to be like that, please. I mean, I like Glee, and it. Doesn't do it that much, but it's a TV show. So you have to have like plot twists in order for the show to keep going. But, and I really liked the feud, Betty and Joan, and that didn't really, because it was just telling the story of them. So, I mean, I like some of his work. OJ and Versace was good too. Oh, yes. Yeah. I loved those. There's no plot twists. I don't like American Horror Story. I know you do, but I, Uh, I, I sim I semi enjoyed 1984, but once again, it was the typical Ryan Murphy joint where it just, they threw in everything, Thanks. including the kitchen sink. And it's just like, that's what this movie kind of feels like because 
it, they only have it's a it's a pretty short movie. It's ninety two minutes. Yeah. So they are throwing in all of these different aspects of the movie. So they want to show these girls pledging. They want to show the creepy guys. They want to show some kind of romance. They want to show that these girls are having fun. They want to show a party. They want to show like people getting killed slasher wise. Then they want to throw in a demonic possession. And it's just like, wh- like what? It's just too much. Cause they can't spend enough time on any of those things, like enough time for it to really flesh out for me as being, I mean, I like this movie, but I think I would have liked it a lot more if they just stuck with something and fleshed the characters out more because they had time to do that. Well, I think that the cuts by the MPAA really fucked it, fucked with the movie and really ruined a lot of it by, we didn't get to see anyone die. Everything seems so much rushed. Right. Um, but that's and not even, that, but that shouldn't cut like because because I didn't I don't I had no issue with it because it actually like when you look back at the movie you can tell it's not going to be a straight up slasher because when the house mother goes and starts talking to Alan like he's going to respond to her she's like they're going to come over here I, I'm letting them come over be nice or something like you can already yeah. know there's something supernatural going on and yeah. they just didn't really they just didn't execute it distinctly enough um for me but i don't think it ruined it i think that it. i don't think it no i don't think it i don't think it ruined it and i that's what i'm trying to say like i don't hate this movie i i you know it's like i like i like it i wouldn't watch it all the time but you know i am not that into possession movies anyway besides like the exorcist and evil Uh, and well but evil dead even gets a little slow for me after i've watched it a lot well uh, true but like so I, I guess I probably just would have liked it more because I personally enjoy like that era of slashers. I would have liked pro- to see I, the deaths. Yeah. Yes, I would have liked I me. Mean, I would have see the deaths, but I also think you know just adding in that possession just for me personally wasn't was yeah it just didn't work for me as much. It did make me laugh because it's ridiculous, <laughs> but like so, I just think that if they had just done a straight. I mean, I, I understand why they added st- added stuff, and but at the same time, if they had just had a straight slasher movie and actually showed some of the kills, and I'm not saying they had to get that graphic. I mean, it they cut away from every single kill. Yeah, like I mean, completely. You completely. don't see it, and you ha- you barely see the aftermath of most of them too. Yeah. So. Like, if they had put those back in, I don't think that a lot of slasher fans would have given a shit that, you know, that it was just another one of those type of movies because the formula works. It does. So, while we talked, you know, a lot how we don't really see a lot of the deaths, I still have three favorite ones. So, okay, so I, do, I don't. So, <laughs> like, I, I know. I mean, I, they, well, I can't your favorite remember. Death is, your favorite death is the one you're imagining Vivia having. Yes, for sure. Um, that is actually true. So I liked Woody's death with the guillotine because we finally, like, you know, we should be able to see the 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 stunt actually really happening. And yeah. there's probably, you know, for poor little ghosty Demon Allen boy, there's probably some cathartic release if, um, since that's how he supposedly died with the prank gone wrong. Is that how he did? I I think I missed that part while I'm I was watching. I'm pretty sure. It. It was that, but even if it wasn't that specific prank, I thought it was. He was. I mean, I've already said, like, honestly, I've seen this movie before on Lifetime. They've had two different versions of it, but yeah, I mean, I think that's how it was. But even if it wasn't decapitation with the guillotine, he was killed with some prank gone wrong in a hazing experiment. I just thought it was that one, and and that was why Vivia I thought was then 
um, recreate in that specific one in that forbidden fraternity. Too soon, oh. Vivia. God, have too some, soon, girl. Have some class. Um, and then number two. Okay, Bay of the movie was Blake. Sorry, fight. Um, me. yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Wait, um, which one? Uh, make, let me make sure I know which Blake one you're is talking. Jennifer's. Um, the fo- he dressed up like a football. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the bad boy one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I mean, I like both of those guys, like Phoebe's and hers, but, um, I like Jennifer's yes, mm, more so, mm. but seeing him drown in the bathtub would have been creepy as fuck if I'd actually seen his actual death. Right. I, and then you finally just see him. You, all you do is see him in the bathtub. You, yeah. You see him get lured into the bathroom and then like 20 minutes later, they stumble upon his dead body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I still rank it just because of how the body was found and how traumatic it would have been to and see. Dead, so. Yeah. It will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and my favorite one is Virgil, and it's not because of how he died, um, because he, he as he's reaching for the refrigerator door, his arm gets, you can tell it's about to get cut off, but then later on when either, I think Vivia or, I think Vivia or Phoebe One opens the refrigerator and you see his body dismembered and placed all over the place. I did like that, yeah. Like, so that to me shows that like they had some really cool things going on, we just didn't get to see any of them. And clearly they had they were good at it because what I the stuff I saw with the aftermath or with like Vivian's head, mm-hmm. uh, like it looked better than a lot of severed heads I've seen in movies. Even now, I mean, it, it I looked, mean, it looked really better than Pamela Voorhees. Bye. It looked better than um, the guy's head that gets. I don't know if it gets chopped off, but it turns fake when his eyes coming out in part three of Friday the Thirteenth. When his eye pops out, oh, shower when it's popping out. Yeah, like, it's better than that. I mean, I think but, it's also better than the one from the the pervert in part four watching the porn that he, when he gets stabbed behind the projector and then it flashes to his fake head for, like, oh, a yeah. second. Oh, it does second. the same thing in part seven when, uh, she, cause, but Tina finds it. That, like, stoner, or no, the guy that writes sci-fi, um, he gets his head cut off and... After, after that bitchy girl won't have sex with him. And mm-hmm. then when Tina goes into the house, she like she hits a lamp over or something, but the head falls off too. That one wasn't as bad. That was that was pretty okay. Yeah. But I mean, I, I still think the the head in this one was better. Yeah. And aside from, you know, deaths aside, this this one should have been a death, but I don't know how it wasn't. So aside from Jennifer crawling on them on the walls and the ceiling and like ah, ah, like slamming her tongue like who did it and ran, um, I think the creepiest scene is when Phoebe and Vivia, like they're, I think they're crawling out the window at the top and then like it's like an arched window and as they're getting out of the window, the camera slowly pans out and you can see, you can see there's something on top of the window. And the second you realize it's Jennifer and it's a person, she picks up Vivia by her head and throws her off the building. Like that should have killed her if it, I mean, but it didn't. Um, but that was creepy to me. Like it just freaked me out. Um, ugh. Oh, I don't know. I liked it. <laughs> so I'm going to give a few pieces of like trivia okay. about the movie. Um, real quick. So, uh, you were right about the limited theatrical release. It, apparently, it, it this is unconfirmed, but it only made a total of $900 from five theaters before it was released on VHS. Jeez. Um, so, and this is something we've been talking about because Alex and I are going to review Slaughter High. And I think that we should probably do April. We should have a, you know, do April Fool's Day and then have like an April Fool's kind of special because this... And this killer parties, April Fool's Day, Slaughter High's April Fool's, and 
April Fool's Day, obviously, is April Fool's. But um, so it says when released in 86, the title was changed from the April Fool's to Killer Party because the distributors feared that it would be confused with the film April Fool's Day, which was a re- released around that time. Um, so what's funny is Slaughter High had to change its name from April Fool's Day because of this, because of the movie April Fool's Day. And this movie had to change their title from something similar, too. So I think that's interesting. Um, it was filmed at the same university as Urban Legend. Yep, I could rec- I recognize that. So here's about the, the cuts of by the NBA. So MPAA, sorry, not the NBA. <laughs> the National Basketball Association made the cuts. We got Lonzo and Mello out here making cuts <laughs> to movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Steph Curry's out here just just kill this like editing horror movies left and right. Um, okay, so it's, I'm just imagining that like as there's as everyone side job in the NBA, like as when you sign, you sign up and you have to do like thirty hours of community service by editing horror yeah. movies from the '80s or something. Sorry. <laughs> okay. And so it says the film suffered severe cuts by the MPAA. As a result, most of the murders occur off camera and feature little to no gore or violence. Because of this, the filmmakers edited the film in such a way in that the murderers seem to happen immediately after each other in quick succession. When the film was originally shot, more time had passed between each murder, which included special effects and on-screen violence. Ironically, the promotional material release feature several shots of the excise deaths, including Pam getting skewered by the trident and Virgil with his hands chopped off. So there we go on that. So it was heavily cut. And even though sometimes IMDb can give information that might not be all the way correct that sounds about right for me like um so uh when sherry willis birch originally auditioned that's vivia that's vivia she also was a sorority girl in final exam which is not i do not like that movie at all but um So when she originally auditioned it was a much smaller part in the script and she was the first character to die when she won the role, she was surprised to see the script had been, re- re- been rewritten. Vivia's role had been expanded, and she even made it to the finale. <sighs> yeah. I do not like that. Woo-woo. You know what I'd say to that? Woo-woo. Woo-woo. <laughs> um, and so it says, uh, shot in October, while the first half of the film takes place at the beginning of the school year in autumn, the second half of the film is supposed to take place in the spring and includes scenes of actors bundled in winter coats and even snowflakes. I mean, it could be cold in April, so. Um, and then yeah. lastly, this was the most recent MGM release to be part of Turner Entertainment's acquisition of MGM's library in 1986. So that's interesting, I guess, kind of. <laughs> Um, another thing that I like about this movie that we we don't we clearly don't need to go into, we might in the future. Um, the formula for this movie is similar to another movie that we like a lot. Uh, Slasher turned possession, nineteen ninety. It's a sequel. Uh, you really hurt me. Oh, oh, that's not part three. That's part two. No, I know. Oh, you just be... said sequel. Yes. Yeah, it's a okay. sequel. So, yes. you know, Sorority oh, House Massacre but... 2 has got slasher turn possession vibes as well. <laughs> I bet that's, I bet Hard to Die does too. I just didn't get through it. 
but mm-hmm. I bet it does because it has the Orville Ketchum character. So I bet, and some yeah. of the same actors. So I bet one of them is going to get possessed in it. Nice. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but uh, is there anything else you want to talk about with Killer Party? Um, well, what do you think about the scene where, so the whole reason that, you know, Vivia is, is, is accepted is so she can recreate the prank that she did for the boys. Right. Then while they're getting that set up, the boys do their own, they know what's going on and they do their own prank of their own to kill one of them, each other. Uh And so like, like, I I just wonder why. (laughs) I don't, I, I can't answer that, but I will say just piggybacking off your comment like that. I um, was watching it with a friend who is a little more not okay with stuff. Like she can't watch stuff through, like she can, but there are some things that like, no matter what, watching it through a cultural lens, it doesn't matter. It just. Right. Still has, um, still has tr- triggering effects. Yeah. Which I'm not like that at all. So, um, all these guys are like, they, she thought they seemed so bad. And I was like, they're really actually like for this time period, those guys are like very respectful and nice. I mean, like, yeah, they have that one like nerdy guy that's going around like hitting on everybody, but like he's, he, it's not like if people say no to him, he like doesn't just walk away. He doesn't like try. He doesn't force himself on him. Plus he's part of their friend group. Yeah, like, Mark, Marty was the biggest creeper to me. Um, I thought Woody and Blake were very respectful well, in terms yeah, but of even, like, but what, I, what I'm saying is even Marty, he's not like, yeah, he makes stupid jokes and he he isn't afraid to put himself out there, but he's not aggressive with rejection or anything like that, which, you know, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with uh anyone or a girl like you know go go and if you see someone you think is attractive go hit on them hitting on like you know see what happens now if they if they don't respond well if they don't respond well you know you give you don't keep going but like give it a shot the skeezy thing with martin is that he was using vivia to get into that party so he could get with jennifer and then he kept hitting on every other girl even though he'd just been making out with Vivia, and then you know, oh, Jennifer must be in that room. Maybe she's changing or whatever he's doing. I mean, he like that starts... just means he's a. Let's just. I, mean, I, I know, but he's I just, just. I just see him as a desperate character. Think, so it's he, like he's, he's skeezier than Blake and Woody to me. No, he is skeezier, but yeah. I think that's because he's clearly lived a nerd, like a very nerd lifestyle where he hasn't ever had luck with. I mean, and isn't he that's how peeking on them at the beginning of the movie, like peeping Tom on them or something? I mean, he's returning her notebook. Doesn't he like? Didn't he, he, no, he doesn't really. He he goes. It it's just it's supposed to be a red herring, really, because you only see his feet. But it just shows someone picking up. Uh-oh. She drops. She drops her book, and it shows his like feet coming up and picking it up, so he can give it to back to her. So it's not like it was like a stalking situation or anything. Uh, I, gotcha, I just I, gotcha. I just think he's like the typical eighties nerd that hasn't had luck with women and. Is just you know like I I don't know I, I don't really see those guys as skeezy. Yeah. I see we see how people like, like that have turned out. So uh, I mean he's in the making of a creeper. <laughs> I mean sure maybe 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 like he he finally gets a girlfriend that like you know whips him into shape. He just wants to be appreciated. I mean it, it just you know it's another <laughs> movie where I'm just like stop watching i know you're in 2020 and yeah you can like think about this after after you watch the movie 
or whatever if you want to or if you don't. But don't go into watching these movies with the, with this 2020 outlook because there's so much stuff that was acceptable. I mean, even though hazing wasn't that bad. I mean, it was just you have to open a catch a raw egg in your mouth or something like. Yeah, and they do spank one of them, but they did the same thing to the guys in Animal House. So that's not. I don't. I didn't see that. No, as I'm being. not gonna. I'm not gonna say Animal House is the is the is the the legend for or no, the, what the I, cornerstone well, what I, for respectable men. <laughs> well, the, but for one, that's the 70s, and for well, but, yeah. but the the thing I'm saying about that is is not anything about that part of it. I'm just saying like it's not. Like a female male, like something this doesn't happen to males, and this only would happen to females because it happens in other, mostly in other movies to males, is the spanking thing, like at fraternities. Yeah, so, I mean, the, like, the, I don't the worst, see that as the-, the worst character in the movie. I can't even remember her name. Um, it was like, the uh, main, I don't know. I, I think I know what you're talking about, but I don't like the main, like, I think her name was Veronica. Yeah, you might be right. Um, yeah, I she, think no, I think she, it, yeah. She had this worst attitude and the worst like I mean, but but that doesn't that that's not a time related thing. People are still just that narcissistic and mean and petty and dramatic and childish a lot of, like Yeah, a lot of this stuff still happens and 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 I got possessed at my party that I went well, to a couple weeks ago. I mean, that happened. <laughs> well, you know what? Well, you probably did alcohol with alcohol, but um, but like I mean, like just the college pranks, like the the stuff like that. You know, when we we're looking at movies from the eighties, like Revenge of the Nerds and all those and stuff. It's like watch it with don't want you know. Yeah, it's something you can talk about afterwards and how like times have changed, but don't get all pissy. And when you're watching this kind of movie in the 80s, when there was a specific formula they used, yes, maybe it's outdated and it's archaic and it's not okay now, but that it was it was okay then. It's kind of like the R word was okay in the 90s. It was actually the term that you were supposed to use. And now it's like you can't say that word at all. So it's like watch it with the with the right kind of lens and understand that like things that were going on at that time might have not been okay, but it was it was the norm. So yeah, I'll say what they should have done from the the lens. Neither no matter what lens you put on, in this party there is a mounted marlin on the wall with a sharp nose, and they didn't use that to kill anybody, did they? No, I don't know. What a wasted prop. Yep. Well, you know, <laughs> there was a lot of waste here. Like, I mean, I, well, I, it sounds like I really hated the movie. I really don't. I just really hated the like movie. Blake's outfit. Why is he wearing shoulder pads on top of a, a, a Henley? Like, I yeah, it took me forever to figure out what he even was. He's not a football player. He is, but like, but I mean, the, but yeah, how? But at the uh, beginning, he's, he's sitting down, and so I didn't really. He's like, I didn't see the whole like the bottom part. So I was like, what is that? And then I realized, oh, that's what you were underneath a football uniform. But why? Why do you? Why you couldn't find a jersey to go over it? Seriously, yeah. I'm just like, why? Like, whatever. I mean, that's the least of our worries. And that's the least of our worries. Honestly. But I love this movie, and like, I actually own the VHS and the DVD. Um, I do. I have it on I, DVD. And, that's how I roll. Yeah. And it makes me want to do an April Fool's masquerade party. Bye. Bye. Oh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, the, uh, I'm surprised at how many, mo- when I started thinking about it, how many movies, well, it's only three, 
But I mean, three movies in that time period that were all like April Fool's themed because in the 80s, they were notorious for liking to make movies based around holidays. So, you know, which is pretty smart for marketing. It could come out around that time. And I mean, that's the exact same thing. The end of the dark is now doing with Blumhouse Productions on Hulu every holiday for the last like, what, 16 months. They've released it. Uh, well, you know, they have like um, um, Puka for Christmas. They've got they've got a Thanksgiving one. I mean, um, every holiday, basically. Well, there are a lot of Thanksgiving like there. Well, there are three I can think of. The Mutilator, um, Blood no, Rage. Saying, but these are all I'm just saying that 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 formula is coming back to, to an extent. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you can capitalize on it really well. So, yeah. And, and it becomes just a seasonal like you watch them every season like i mean i i watch i like to read and watch seasonally i think it just enhances the current experience so i agree like on friday the 13th i wanted to watch the you know all the friday the 13th yeah like, that's, yeah except for on halloween i would rather watch like trick or like i'll watch halloween themed movies but i don't i'm not a big fan of the halloween series so i'm more into like trick or treat and stuff like that so yeah and i think that um this is a random thing back to um, Friday the 13th, but I'm pretty sure. So th- this movie was, I, I remembered looking this up a while back because we talked about doing this show. Um, Barney Cohen wrote this movie and Barney Cohen wrote Friday the 13th final chapter. Um, and then professor Zito is supposed to be an homage to Joseph Zito from also from that movie. Uh, yeah. And he's a pretty big actor too. Yeah. So, even though like, I don't like I mean, that the, the guy that plays him. I didn't like the Professor Zito in the mo- in the movie. He was kind of. Oh, he was uh, such a prude. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's why I didn't like him. He really was a prude. But all in all, I would say I would give Killer Party three and a half stars for me. I think I would do three. I think I'm on three. Two and a half to three. I, it, that, that doesn't mean I don't like it. It just means there are other slasher movies I like more. Yeah. I mean, in um, any movie that has a great song, like all those other great movies that we've seen too, you know, the the Slumber Parties, the Sleepaways, the Fridays. I mean, they have some cool music, but these actually have some real music. Like the White actually, Sisters. Actually, I found some stuff from part four. I'll send them to you, but yeah. I found some songs from like part four. And then Alice Cooper did a song for part seven, like right, Name Behind the Mask. And like, but, yeah, so. But, but yeah, but these are like, this is, these are, these are very popular and lucrative franchises that are doing this with mainstream. And this is a movie that you said made $900 in theaters. And they have like, I mean, they have a, they have a um, Casey and the sunshine song in it. They have that white sister song in it. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's just, it was interesting to me. And it is, I think this is Canadian. So the fact that they even have this type of music at all was interesting. So, but, but yeah, the, I mean the white sister um, April song or whatever the name of the song is, I think it's you're no fool. It's a total bop. And again, best times is a banger for the ages. I'm, I'm oh, never did I, did I tell you that I um, found um, Hell's Cafe um, on YouTube? So I transferred it to an MP3. I'll send it to you. Oh, yeah. The like song from Slumber Party Massacre 2. Like Hell's Cafe. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I'll it. send it to you. I love it. Um, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, hell yeah. And then we can't forget um, He Knows You're Alone, the song It's the Night Again, which is one of my favorite songs of all time. I mean, '80s movies like have the best music. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. He knows you're alone is like literally one of the best songs I've ever heard. 
Well, I mean, it, it's up there, but not like it's not my top like fifty. <laughs> oh, it, it's up there. It's up there for me. I'm telling you, like, I, yeah, it's totally up there. Um, but uh, so I guess that we can end this episode now. Yeah. Um. So thanks for being on. Well, thanks for being on. It's our show. What are we talking about? <laughs> You're welcome. I'm glad that I was here to to talk about it on our show. <laughs> I'm glad you showed up. Thanks. Woo woo. Woo woo. And guys, if you uh, haven't seen Killer Party, it is uh you can I bet it's on Tubi. I didn't check, but um I know that you can rent it on um Amazon. Amazon so. for a couple bucks, yeah. Yeah, and they also have it P um VHSPS.com is a great website that transfers rare VHS movies that you can't usually get onto a onto a DVD and they're ten dollars a piece and they do really good transfers and I've gotten some stuff off of there that they have some pretty cool stuff. So check that out also. Nice. Yeah, it's really cool. So um anyway, I'll be talking to you next time when we're gonna be discussing uh the next movie we're not going to say because I don't know what order these are being put out in. So <laughs> it's a surprise to even it's going to be, uh, well, we, we're even surprised. Nice. So, okay. Well, thank you, Alex. And, uh, you can thank me too. Oh, thank you, Emily. Yeah. For everything. You're welcome. Thank First, you. Let thank, yeah. let's thank each other for having an awesome show. Cause it is. It is. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, <laughs> we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Ga and remember, gag yourself with a knife. Feels good. <laughs>